This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to, Lincoln Z. A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Yeah, that's right. Welcome along to the last in the present series of Lincoln A to Z, a programme where rather than stop in the comfort of our own homes, we go walk in the streets of Lincoln and those surrounding villages, you know, where the money is, and we report back and let you know what you're missing. I'm Paul Tyler, and the man with the knobs and the dials is Johnny Hoare. Hey, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. Now then, we all have our roles to play. Johnny, I need you now to push that button that lets us know which randomly selected grid square we're in today. My name is Seymour Armand, and I have lived in Lincoln for four months, and I think Lincoln is great. Right, don't look in, don't look in the tank. P11. Right, P11 is a pink one. P11. So that means we're going into the city centre. Okay. AB3. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. AB3. You're listening to Lincoln A to Z here on East Midlands Station of the Year, Siren FM and SirenOnline.co. UK and uh, well, end of term uh, feel around here. We've paid 50p, we're in our own clothes, and uh, we brought Connect 4 and Cluedo along, so there'll be some arguments later, no doubt. Uh, we're just under halfway through our journey of randomly selected grids from the Lincoln A to Z map. Uh, and this week's grid is AB3. What, dear Johnny, or what is in AB3? Okay, AB3 is Newland, so it includes Newland itself. You've got the uh, the county council, county offices, uh, a little bit of Carhome Road and Brayford North around the, the barge, the, the posh new Hilton Hotel, that, that whole area around mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, where we find ourselves uh, at home. And uh, you can email us, Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk. You'll find us on the Facebook. Uh, and if you're a twit, you can tweet us. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And you'll find this and uh, our other 51 grids on our fabulous website. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. But time now for the first of our grid visits. And uh, we're going to check out our selected grid this week. And it starts, as with all the best reports should do, with some banging house music from a passing car. So... A, B, 3, big A, little B, 3 inside our uh, city centre uh, grid. And we find ourselves, well, really a contender for one of our uh, ugly buildings. It's, uh, it's horrific. Viking House uh, on the conjunction here, uh, on the junction of Newland and the Avenue. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's offensive. And you know that I've, uh, earlier in, the, in earlier programmes, I've found charm about, say, the police station, even the post office, that kind of thing. Uh, this is just vulgar, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not beautiful. They've not made any real effort to make it look nice, have they? It's just, it is what it is. I mean, isn't, is it not functional? That's usually our argument, isn't it? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is usually my argument. Uh, it's wearing thin, though, that argument, don't you think? <laughs> Even I'm finding that that argument is wearing thin. Uh, now, one thing uh, I've certainly been campaigning for is that we do some of these city centre uh, grids uh, during the evening because some of the places of interest for me... Uh, that we're going to be walking around now, uh, and it's before lunchtime, 
are public houses <laughs> and uh, we've just walked past what looks like a brilliant curry house um, or oh, is that imagine that's not a curry house is it a taste of Marrakesh Marrakesh is not curry is it let's go yeah 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 let's investigate further because this place looks wonderful although in the in the window of the taste of Marrakesh they've got an application for a license so that, that tells me at the minute that there's no license there. It's one of these places you can take your own booze along to. Uh, have you ever done that? I have, yeah. There's a little Italian place on West Parade uh, that we often go to, and you take your own bottle of wine along. They have a, a corkage charge, you know, for just uh, opening it up for you, yeah, <laughs> which, you know, is fair enough. And, yeah, I, I really like that because it's often the, the alcohol that really adds to the price of a meal, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it usually is. And Especially the amount we drink. <laughs> it is, but... I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's peculiar behaviour to take your own drink along for an evening out. You know, take your, your, your carrier bag from Lidl or wherever. I just I don't think, you know, if you're going out, go out. Yeah, yeah, It's slightly worrying just here. We're right opposite the uh, county council offices and immediately opposite here there's a row of really quite beautiful houses. Um, kind of Georgian style houses. But there's now a big tarpaulin out the front saying student accommodation and there's a phone number underneath. Um, now all these these used to be full of offices, all these buildings, and clearly now no, that's gone. And these buildings are being used for student accommodation. There's another building just next to uh, the the main county offices, Buckingham Palace, as it's known locally. Really? Uh, yeah, have you not heard that? No. Yeah, it looks a bit like Buckingham Palace if you squint a bit. <laughs> it looks um, nothing like. <laughs> <laughs> it's what people call it. Yeah. Oh. But all these offices around they, they used to be right next to it. There's another building that's now uh, the Easy Student Student Accommodation. Uh, and if you go into town, there's uh, the old uh, BT offices on Classic Gate, which is student accommodation now. There's an awful lot of this, and you, you get to thinking, where are all those jobs that used to be in these offices? There used to be people beavering away, you know, in white collars in all these buildings, and now it's all student accommodation. And, yeah, the university's created a lot of new jobs in the area in its, in its own right and brought a lot of wealth to the area. But even so, there's an awful lot of office jobs that seem to have evaporated in Lincoln over the last few years. Brayford Keys, where's that? Is that the house down here? All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Brayford Keys is. Uh, and you, you wouldn't know it was a student area. Yeah, there's a washeteria here, uh, a laundrette, if you like, uh, a pool table, and all that kind of thing, just a, 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 a games machine. Uh, but that, that, that wouldn't necessarily lead you to say, oh, yeah, it's a student area. Not even the signs in the window saying uh, student accommodation. Uh, what gives this away is the bottles in the window lined up. Um, the bottles of pride and uh, some people don't get that do they? they don't get why you would want to display what you've been drinking um, but I do I, I, I like it I like to see it yeah students never change do they and it's, it's kind of reassuring I like that it's good to see that you know I worry about these students sometimes I worry that they're, they're spending too much time drinking coffee <laughs> and you know faffing around on social media rather than actually being students and yeah that, that reassures me that things haven't changed so much uh, now, Johnny, I'm going to pick you up on that. Said students haven't changed. Uh, studios, sign there saying to uh, studio apartments, obviously. And what's that word? Read that word out for me. Gym. Gym. I've heard of those. What, what are those? <laughs> a great episode of The Simpsons where he says, Gym. What's a gym? Gym, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, maybe they have changed. Maybe maybe they're, they're drinking by night and getting fit by day. Yeah, these people are going to be in charge of the world one day. Look out so a little discussion off mic just now uh, has, has <laughs> as to whether the harvester is in the grid or not. And this is particularly important. Uh, I, I think we're going to qualify this because we think the back of the building is in the grid. 
and I'm just taking a seat now just to just have a look at the front of the harvester um, when this grid popped up and, and, and some of this will be about Johnny and I's memories you know it's, it's, it's our travel around Lincoln if you like um, and you're, you're free to contribute go to the website do so uh, and get in touch however uh, the memory that the harvester brings back to me is from 2012 and the Olympics and a vision in my mind that I'll never ever forget and there was a real buzz about the place the Olympic torch was uh, was being paraded around Lincoln and uh, we weren't really sure what, what that what that meant you know just uh, you know the, the idea of just watching a flame go down the streets not not very appealing uh, but the buzz and the feel about the city as we walked uh, from St. Catharines into town uh, and the, the atmosphere it created was like nothing else nothing else I've felt before or since you know I don't know maybe at gigs and things like that but you know they were their one-offs not about a city not about a whole place uh, it really felt to me as if people were, were getting together to celebrate something uniquely wonderful uh, and of course we know then that the, uh, the the Olympics turned out to be a huge success you know from right from the opening ceremony uh, to the all the gold medals we won and the feeling about the place and how every and we know this because the Monday the following Monday was the biggest hangover for everyone no one wanted it to end and it was it was terrible but this harvester was was we, we sat here uh, and we had a meal and we timed it perfectly and then all the big parade came around I wasn't really expecting the, uh, the, the the parade and things like that I was literally expecting a man with a couple of security people uh, to, to, to come around with a flame and we landed it absolutely spot on because this was the changeover point every 300 metres or so uh, they would change over uh, from uh, the torchbearer to the next torchbearer uh, and right in front of us, right before our very eyes here, uh, the memory that will last me a lifetime is seeing the guy who, whose turn it was to get his thing and see how happy he was when they did the kiss. That's what they called it. The kiss was the changeover uh, uh, of the flame. And uh, the roar from the crowd and how happy this guy was. I'm, I'm feeling kind of emotional even now, even talking about it. I'm kind of welling up here, Johnny. I'm going to snivel on your sleeve in a minute. But... Has the legacy lived on? When Seb Coe was up there on his, uh, on, his, on his podium on the last day, has that Olympic legacy lived on? And I don't know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so sure it has. No, I know what you mean. There was, it's hard to remember now just how cynical people were before the Olympics happened. You know, everyone thought it was going to be a disaster, we're going to be rubbish at it. The first thing that happened um, when the, uh, the Olympics kind of started, they did some kind of preview things before the main opening ceremony. And uh, right from the off, they made some huge cock-up where they put the wrong country's flag up on the screen and <laughs> there was a bit of a thing about that. And then there was the whole G4S thing, security and the army having to be brought in. And everyone was thinking, no, oh, this is going to be terrible. We're going to really mess this up in front of the whole world. Um, but then it all went right. And like you say, but we, we heard about the, the torch being carried through Lincoln and we thought, is anyone going to turn out? You know what Lincoln people are like sometimes, getting them... Yeah, know, off their bums and out onto the streets it's quite hard sometimes and um, yeah there was people moaning about all the traffic and all this business and you think oh come on And but actually when it happened when it came down to it everyone was really kind of bowled over by it as you, as you were and we were stood I didn't realise you were there we were stood a little bit further up just in front of the uh, the barge restaurant and yeah it was, it, was, it was great it was really made you feel involved it was great that they did that that the whole country it wasn't just London the whole country got a little slice of the cake too whether the legacies lasted, I don't know. I mean, you know, we're still hearing of sports facilities closing and funding being cut for things, and it needs a bit more commitment, I think, from the powers that be. They need to not let that feeling go, which I think perhaps is, is slowly slipping away now. Yeah, I want it back. I really do. <laughs>
And I stand by those comments. I really do. I really want that back. Um, whether we'll see it again in our lifetime, uh, I don't know. Maybe we... Uh, well, we're going to win the World Cup uh, next year anyway, aren't we? So that'll be fine. Everyone will yeah, be... Uh, definite, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a given. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bank it on me. Um, yeah, so the Olympics, then the legacy. And we, we, we touched on that. And actually, since, since we recorded that a couple of weeks back, um, my children both brought home uh, an A4 booklet, uh, with regards to the legacy, and there's pictures of Hannah Cockcroft on there and all this kind of thing, uh, but it's basically trying to get them involved in things. So either involved in the community, sports clubs, volunteering, uh, this kind of thing. And the, the idea is you fill out the, you know, you tick the boxes on the form and that kind of thing. I, I, I'm not so sure you get a prize at the end of it. I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, so I'm certain it's not an iPad. Otherwise, it'd be done by now. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's there, and it's that's that's a small thing. It's a small trigger, but these things are happening. Um, given the budget that we're all on these days, so we're told. Yeah, yeah, it's good that they are trying. I mean, that we do want that feeling back. You know, that that moment, as we said in the piece, that moment of seeing the torch was. It was the first moment where you thought, actually, this could be good. Mm. The next moment, of course, was the fantastic opening ceremony. Danny Boyle's brilliant, brilliant opening ceremony. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know about you, that that moment, um, the NHS bit where there was a shot from above and all the lights went up and it spelt out the letters NHS and you think the world's watching this. Yeah. And, you know, we've got stuff to be proud of and that's certain, certainly something, you know, the whole Obamacare business going on in America and Americans are forced to watch that and I, I, I really enjoyed that. I've never felt prouder to be British than that moment. The closing ceremony, on the other hand, was absolutely terrible. <laughs> it so, was a shocker, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back no, to no, business no, as you, usual. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, we'll, yeah, I mean, that's it. I think that was that was a key thing, mm. as if to say, right, don't don't expect too much now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, I was, because what I said in that report there, there that was, that's right. It felt like a big old hangover. It felt like the day after New Year's yeah. Day, didn't it? You know, mm. everyone's a bit miserable. And uh, returning back to work, and there's no news of the latest gold medal coming through and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and if I have to hit Emily Sunday one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, now I know that you know I'm going to put it on, on the playlist for uh, for when we when we return back uh, in the new year. Um, but yeah, I, 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 the legacy wise, you know, they they've not. I mean, they've dropped the the baton a little bit, I think, with it, haven't they? Yeah, I think it's fair to say it's it's not quite kept up the momentum, has it? And as you say, funding is a, is a large part of it, but you know, if they're serious about, it, they could find the funding. They're finding the funding to spend billions on roads and stuff they can find a bit of money for some sports centre surely exactly and I'm going to stop you there Johnny we'll move on to the next yes. item before you uh, <laughs> <laughs> you as a lecturer on uh, uh, public transportation and uh, and roads etc uh, but I think also in that piece I mean Buckingham Palace really do people call that place Buckingham Palace people maybe it's just council is people it, is it we're, we're a weird breed is yeah. it you yeah it's not just me no 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 somebody else called when I, I remember when I first started working at the council somebody said oh just take that over to Buckingham Palace will you I, I had no clue what they were talking <laughs> about and I, and I went there and I still had no clue what they're talking about but, <laughs> and you're yeah. from the next train to london <laughs> <laughs> he told me to he told me to <laughs> and uh, you mentioned jobs in there as well and um i mean obviously we're in, a, we're in a climate of they say cuts at the minute and we we need to be careful talking about this but I, are, th- are those jobs really missed i mean you know with the, were there a lot of people looking on facebook every day bearing in mind i know that you can get a program for your computer where you can look at facebook as a spreadsheet so it looks like you're busy. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, there's like yeah. A, an emergency button you can press that makes it look like you've seen it. You wrote doing... the program, didn't you? I've... <laughs> yeah, I've got it installed on my machine. <laughs> no, no, it's either, well, I don't know. It's missed by me because I'd like more choice of career. But um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, okay, Johnny, I'm putting a full stop on you once again. Okay, we're into a yellow card situation. Lincoln A to Z, as well as 
Johnny and I going around in our randomly selected grids and peeking through people's windows, we're pleased to introduce some dignity and substance to the format with Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive, bringing you the history of our AB3 grid. This is another of those city grid squares that's retained hardly anything on the ground of its past. Only the road layout and place names reveal any initial clues about how it's developed over time. The name Newland is one we're so familiar with, and I've sat in traffic along it numerous times without even thinking about how it got its name. Well, it was referred to as Newland first in 1181, although it was given its Latin version of Nova Terra. The proximity of this grid square to the Brayford and the Fosdyke meant that this low-lying area was regularly subject to floods. Car Home Road, or Car Home Lane as it used to be, gets its name from the Anglo-Scandinavian Carries Water Meadow. Medieval city engineers drained and reclaimed this swampy area to provide some much-needed land as the expanding medieval city was rapidly bursting out of its original Roman city walls. Such was the commercial prosperity of this new land that at around this time a market square is created. You get a sense of a broad market square around the area where Orchard Street and Lucy Tower Street meet Newland. The place where this area widens is all that's left of a market square which would have been bustling with traders from near and far. It even had a butter cross. This was a common feature of medieval markets and there are still lots of buttercrosses surviving to some degree in Lincolnshire today. We don't know what the Newland buttercross looked like exactly, but they often had some sort of shelter or roof. They were usually circular, with steps that could be used to best display wares like eggs, cheese, bread and, obviously, butter, brought by locals to sell. As well as the buttercross, this area included part of the city's defensive wall, with Newland entering the city through a western gate. This was still standing in 1773, there's a sketch by book you can see on the internet, but it was gone by 1800. This wall, which ran all the way down to the water's edge, would have been flanked by towers. The tower which stood by the riverside at the Brayford was named Lucy Tower, after the Lucy family, which gives its name to Lucy Tower Street, just off our grid square. Another piece of this area's medieval past, which is completely gone, is the Church of St Stephen, which lay on the west side of Orchard Street. There's not a lot known about this church, it was still being used for high-status burials in 1507, but after Henry VIII and his break with the established church a few decades later, the church was handed over to the city authorities. They quickly dismantled what was probably a pretty decent building, judging by the patronage it had enjoyed over the centuries, and turned the land and materials into profit, something that was going on with many church buildings all over the country at the time. There's been evidence of burials, including a medieval stone coffin discovered on the west side of Orchard Street. It sounds like St Stephen's in Newland probably stood on an old east-west road, now lost, that branched off Newland under the site of county offices, called Mid-Hergate in old documents. It's been suggested that Mid-Hergate meant Middle Army Street, which might refer to its position lying between the two other parallel roads of West Parade, Clay Lane, remember that from an earlier grid square, and Carhome Lane, probably entering the city's defences through yet another western gate, long gone. So next time you're sat in traffic on Newland, Try and picture all the medieval buildings, roads, gateways, the buttercross, the church and the marketplace that stood here, as well as all the people, of course. Come to think of it, it was probably just as bustling with human traffic as it is today. Our oh, thanks, as always, uh, there to Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive, uh, bringing the history uh, alive back to our Newland grid. OK, still to come. Uh, in this programme, we're going to be, uh, well, we're going to be back in our grid on, on AB 
three Newland Grid. We're going to have the second part of our visit there. There's going to be a question of Lincoln. Uh, and also we've got an interview uh, coming up with uh, Nick Hope, who is, uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, the torchbearers going through our grid. Uh, Nick was actually one of the torchbearers, and we're very pleased uh, to speak to him. Lincoln, A to Z, AB3. It's the second part of our visit to the AB3 grid now, and we pick up from the point where we left off. And, uh, and here you'll find us unashamedly schmoozing over the reinvented and regenerated Brayford waterfront. Uh, so we're out now on, on the Brayford front, and actually I, I really, really like this area. Um, it's just nice to come and take a stroll down. They, they, through the summer, uh, and let's be, you know, let's be fair to the council, they do put on a lot of events come down here, don't they? You know, from various car scooter rallies, things like that, um, to well, what used to be the water festival, uh, but it's just sort of changed now. Uh, various fireworks and uh, events go on, and just outside the barge, just opposite the barge, quite regularly now, they have uh, a flat back truck, and they put a band on. Uh, and next time I know that that's happening, I'm going to be down here because uh, we, we caught the last song of a band recently and it looked like the best way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, this area's really changed an enormous amount over the years along Brayford Wharf North. I mean, there used to be a lot of derelict buildings along here, a lot of old warehouses and things. And um, it's really been reinvented. I think we've got the university to thank for that, if we're honest. You know, there's restaurants along here, there's hotels, there's bars. And right across the river here, we've got the, the uni itself, which some people in Lincoln have mixed feelings about the university. Some people feel that the, the negatives um, outweigh the positives, that the, uh, or the, the student, the impact the students have had on the city is not necessarily good. I don't believe any of that. I think that the uni has been pretty much nothing but positive for the city, particularly given that we're, we're in a situation where those, those old engineering jobs and those office jobs, as we've discussed, are kind of there's less of those around. And if the uni hadn't come along just in the early 90s at that point when it arrived here, I think the city would have been in trouble. I think that really the uni is what's injected, you know, wealth into the city. You know, all those students spend money in town. They're they're circulating cash in the city. Um, it's created jobs in its own right. It's created opportunities. I mean, we wouldn't be making this show if the university didn't exist. There's a brilliantly equipped studio over there that they they open their doors and allow you know, idiots like us to come along and make programs. <laughs> yeah. And so to me, I, I see nothing but good in the university, really. It's, it, it's you know, there's, the, there's problems, but overwhelmingly positive in my view. You see, this is a point where, you know, were, were we a journalistic program, I would come along, if, if I was Jeremy Vine, I'd come along uh, and add some balance to what you're saying. But I, I agree wholeheartedly, really. You, you can tend to see people's... Uh, if, if you don't understand something, you fear something. Uh, and... Does the university, in which case, open its doors enough, do you think? Um, uh, how, uh, mind you, actually saying that, you know, you're free to walk around it, aren't you? Yeah, I reckon, I think a lot of people don't realise that. They think that, you know, Brayford South, the, uh, the walk along where the, the main university buildings are, is somehow closed or private. But anyone can walk along there. There's a pub, which we use as our office down there, the shed, which is just a, a pub. Anyone can go in it. It's not, it's not just for students. Mm -hmm. uh, the buildings themselves are very open, surprisingly open sometimes. Um, and yeah, just go down there and have a walk around and see what's there. It's, it's. I mean, the, the other great thing that it's bought is, of course, um, the the engine shed and the L pack, which have bought all sorts of great entertainment bands. You know, when we were students in this city, there was nothing. Let's be honest, there was pretty much nothing. There were some fine pubs, um, but in terms of you know a venue where bands could come and play, 
or where comedians would play or whatever. There was nothing really. Um, there was a theatre royal, and they would have you know cannonball on once a year, and that was about it as far as comedy went. Yeah, there, there was no proper venue where a band could come as part of their national tour, and now that's happening here, and that's entirely down to the students. And you know, for that, I, I have to thank them because I, I like going to shows. I like seeing you know comedians and, and bands play live in my hometown. Not have to go to Nottingham to see it, yeah. and uh, that's entirely down to the uni. Yeah, but anyway, the majority of that isn't in our grid. It's over the other no, side, no. Um, so um, we'll include this in the program. Yeah. But listener, please discount what you've just heard. Thank you. So we get into the uh, the end now of our our grid walk around uh, A B three, big A little B three, and um, it's very nearly lunchtime. Uh, which means we can go. We can go for a pint, and there are two pubs uh, in this grid, Johnny. Uh, and one thing we, we've talked about people before is saying, "Oh, well, they, they don't go to the old pubs anymore. They go to the latest bar and all this kind of thing." Um, there are two pubs in this grid. We're just walking past the Horse and Groom, uh, which I really like, uh, and I think you're a fan of as well, aren't you? Yeah, I like the Horse and Groom. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, but the curiosity, curiosity, especially as we're making a radio program here, is wanting to put me in that glass lift. Because we, uh, we often sit, don't we, in the shed pub, uh, having our production meetings, staring over at the double tree and looking at people going up and down in that lift uh, and, uh, and going up into the electric bar. Now, the electric bar, top of the, uh, top of the double tree, I went in when it first opened and I found it to be uninviting, sparse uh, and too modern. Um, but I'm going to go back now and see if my mind's changed any. So, my feelings now as we sit here on the balcony of the electric bar, looking over over the city, over the common, and the view you get from here, and we're, we're very fortunate because it's a lovely sunny day, a uh, nice autumnal uh, breeze in the air. And my feelings about this place, I wouldn't say they've changed. I feel a bit naughty, and it's not just because I'm having a drink at dinner time, right? It's, it's the shed pub where we spend all of our production meetings. Mm. Um, it's convenient that it's n nicely priced over there, isn't it? That's convenient. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we're not tight. Although we haven't seen how much these two uh, fancy bottles of, of, of Japanese lager are going to cost yet. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've got a feeling it's not going to be cheap, in which case it's your round. <laughs> but my hushed tone is because I feel a little bit like we're cheating on. And, and you can see it. You can see it just over there. You can see the shed pub. The, you know, the, the, the place that we like with character, where we have our production meetings, uh, where inspiration and ideas come from fueled with uh, you know intoxicating substances sometimes how do you feel johnny yeah i know what you're saying it is um yeah like trying to get it on with your mistress when your wife's watching isn't it it's um <laughs> <laughs> a feeling we all know well you've only, sure. had a, you've only had a sip what's going on <laughs> but yeah this is this it almost feels like you know in lincoln sometimes when you come to places like this i feel you know i, I still have that image of lincoln being you know the Falcon, the you know Cornhill Vaults, that kind of feel. Mm -hmm. yeah, and when you yeah. come somewhere like this, that's kind of a bit posh, a bit London. You know, yeah. it's um, it, you kind of think, am I actually in Lincoln? Is this really? Am I really drinking a Japanese beer in in Lincoln? Is that possible? <laughs> Does that happen now? I do. I don't know. Do you feel a little bit out of place? I think I do. I. You saw me. I was talking to the uh, to to the bar person just now, and um, I was talking a lot, which usually means I do that when I'm nervous. Hmm. Uh, 
get out of place and talk tripe, um, which you know many would say happens a lot. <laughs> um, I think this whole area really represents how Lincoln's changed. You know, this, this this area used to be very industrial. It was a it was a dock essentially, and all the way along Brayford Wharf North um, used to be warehouses and factories and that kind of thing. I mean, I used to live in a flat just overlooking this area, and I I kind of saw the change happen. I saw the cinema being built. Uh, all these things further down here, um, where 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 we are right now, in the uh, the Double Tree Hilton was like an old uh, power station um, that was kind of crumbling and, and falling apart. It was Lincoln's first power station uh, that hadn't been used for a very long time. Uh, next to it, there used to be a, a Hovis mill um, where the uh, the Mouchel offices are now, and that's really what Lincoln used to be. And now, in these last few years, we've really seen a, a turnaround, and we've moved more towards tourism. Hence, all the the hotels being built. Um, and of course, the university, and all the uh, the student accommodation, and the bars, and the cinema, and all that kind of stuff. So it really represents how Lincoln's changed a lot. But it's good that they've kind of kept a little nod to the heritage as well, because you know, right next door to us here, we've got where the, the Hovis Mill used to be. It's called Mill House. Um, it took me a while to realise that's why it was called Mill House. But again, a little nod to history. And of course, right now here we are in the Electric Bar on the site of Lincoln's first power station, the Electric Bar. So again, a little nod to the history of the area. So um, this, this really represents where Lincoln's heading, I think. But it's good to see that we've not completely forgotten the history. Thanks, Sam. Now, Jonathan Lee Hall, when you came out with a phrase about getting it on with your mistress, I know at least <laughs> at least half of our listenership were opening up their laptops and, uh, and typing an angry email to Ofcom about filth on the wireless. But then, uh, then you go and deliver the, the kind of insight into the electric bar and its history. I, I just thought it was a funky name for a bar, but uh, but you, you well, you've taken it to the next level. Well done. So all is forgiven for the, uh, well, indeed, really, John. I, I hope my wife isn't listening. Uh, well, if she's anything like mine, there's no no danger of that. <laughs> for, yeah, far, far more interesting things. They have to listen to us all week, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, lovely, isn't it? Isn't that Brayford area just lovely? It's really nice, and it wasn't always. My dad is always banging on to me about how in the 70s, apparently, it was horrible around there. Because, of course, it used to be a working area. You know, it was a dock. It was warehouses. My, my granddad um, had a slaughterhouse somewhere around there i don't know if it's quite in this grid or somewhere a little further along but that whole area was a working area and then of course that all died off and now it's all about leisure it's all about those luxury yachts and those long boats with intriguing sounding names but there was a period in between those two things where the brayford was pretty neglected there were um broken down old ships floating around in it there were derelict old warehouses all around it was in a bit of a sorry state so you know, I, th- I think it's really good what's what's happened to it. It's one of my favourite places in Lincoln now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It's one, it's one of these things I perhaps don't go there enough, which is why I, once I uh, hey the point of Lincoln A to Z once again is coming through because uh, once you start looking at the area you live in, and people always say that, don't they? they say, oh, well, we now we never go to the cathedral, do we? No, yeah, no, never yeah. go there. We live here. Don't need to. But you know, you, once you go there, you think, wow, this is fantastic, isn't it? And the same, you know, as to be said, you know, sometimes you can just be walking through it to get somewhere. And actually, when we stopped and looked at it that day, I thought, well, you know, I really do enjoy it here, and I'm going to uh, going to go there more often. Um, but now, if this program's about anything, and you know, we would try and fool people that it's uh, it's about Lincoln, <laughs> uh, mainly it's about us. And uh, th- th- we were talking there about the shed, and we were looking over from uh, from that hoity-toity highfalutin bar, weren't we? Over over at the shed. Now, recently, you and I have both uh, sent emails to the vice chancellor of the uh, <laughs> the university uh, with with regard to the takeover of our, our beloved shed pub, um, um, uh, because it, there's a possibility it might become 
just an SU bar, which means that uh, honest Joe Schmoes like you and I, uh, you know, we'll perhaps not be allowed in there, uh, which... Uh, I, you know, we, we need a, a Facebook campaign for that. I don't think it would get as many as uh, Save Our Shed had, but, you know, there'll be at least two joining, won't there? Yeah, it's very, very worrying. But also I think it's it's a bit of a shame because the, the uni does need to engage with the rest of the people of Lincoln. As we discussed in there, a lot of people think the uni is a separate entity, nothing to do with them. But um, it's important that the uni kind of integrates and welcomes people with open arms. And at the minute, that pub is just a public pub that anyone can go to. If that changes, I think, I think that'd be a bit of a shame. Hey, yeah, as I as I put in my as I put in my letter to the vice chancellor, um, it would be a step backwards uh, for the uh, interrelationships between the townsfolk. I didn't say townsfolk, of course not, uh, but that's that's uh, that's very true. And you know, you and I, we're, we're pretty pro university. We, we, we always kind of look up, not down on these kind of mm. things. Anyway, apart from that monstrosity of an architecture building they put there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I think I'm go- I'm going to go to our website, Johnny, and type in that on our on our ugly buildings page. Um, it's awful inside. You can't get anywhere. Around it is a complete waste of space, and from the outside, it looks pitiful. Anyway, everything else about the university we love, don't we? We do, yeah, yeah. We love it, yeah. So, um, talking of the website, Johnny, we've had some correspondence to our AB3 Newland page, haven't we? We have, yeah. A couple of people have commented. Uh, an anonymous person has commented. Do, do I, tell us who you I, are. No, 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 no. <laughs> I disagree. Keep it anonymous. I you love like it. it anonymous. It's more intriguing, isn't it? Well, fair enough. Uh, the anonymous person said, "My dad had a shop on Newland." Uh, called Lincoln Wireless Company, and next door to that was a, a model shop. And then John Gleason, who has put his name, uh, replied to that saying, I used to buy my kits and models uh, at that model shop. The owner was ex-RAF and built radio-controlled planes. I believe upstairs was a huge model racing car circuit, which sounds oh, fantastic. Wow. Do you know what? It sounds fantastic being built, but I mean, are you... Are you actually, I think, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but for the sake of our <laughs> listeners, are you or were you any good at, at models and building models and little aeroplanes, that kind of thing? I was pretty good at that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you would be. I mean, you, you've got... <laughs> the lasting thing between our personalities, I have an idea, uh, I hand it over to you and then walk off and, uh, <laughs> and go and do something else. Uh, and uh, Whereas you actually make things happen, don't you? And that, that's it. You can, you know, you put the time and energy into things, whereas uh, I think easily distracted is definitely the word. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. Right, the uh, the bells of Lincoln Cathedral, where we all should go more often, can mean only one thing: is time. And straight into it this week, Johnny. Straight in for a question of Lincoln. And since how it's Christmas, are you going to go first this week, Johnny? Yeah, I'll go first this time. Uh, nice easy one for you. Good, good. I mentioned earlier that uh, back in the fifties, my granddad, Granddad Hall, ran a slaughterhouse on the Brayford. Okay. And each year. He and his fellow meat industry impresarios would take part in a pub crawl, starting at South Park Roundabout, working their way up the high street, yes. up Steep Hill, and ending at the Magna Carta mm-hmm. in Castle Square. If you made it, yeah. We've talked about these pub crawls before, we have, so yeah. this was an actual one that they used to do. Big fans. Now, I remember years ago him showing me a list of pubs <laughs> that were on this pub crawl, and there were about 40 or 50 pubs on there. It was quite staggering. But if my granddad and his fellow meat moguls were still around today. <laughs> How many functioning pubs oh, would they find? Johnny, that's a brilliant question. Well done. <laughs> How many would they find between South Park Roundabout oh. and Castle Square? And I am including the Magna Carta in this. Right. Is it A, 10, B, 15, <laughs> or C, 20? 10 seconds start now. Right, okay. 
so that one's closed down. That one's turned to a hotel. That one's gone. If you're going to cross the road for the Golden Cross, you're going to go back up there. Oh, Blandings isn't there anymore. And then you're in a red line. There's not anymore. You're going to go to that. Is it LN6 bar? Uh, well, it like well. I know, but, you know, we're pushing it. Uh, 20. You reckon 20? <coughs> oh. I'm sorry, it's only 15 now. 15. Yeah, it probably was 20 not long ago, but yeah, down to 15 now. Oh, yeah. Well, tw- it was 20 back in my day. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I can count. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we've attempted uh, we've attempted that a good few times. The uh, the Lincoln Mile, well, they used to call it the Mile, it's probably more than a mile, less than hmm. a mile. Anyway, by the by, we must push on. Um, <laughs> now, uh, we, during the last uh, song, we realised that I hadn't prepared a question for this, so uh, <laughs> many... Uh, regular listeners will say, "Well, we didn't think you did anyway." Um, so here we go. Um, I, we've done it. I've, I've done it with a grid reference. I've done it uh, inside the grid, the Newland grid. My first dentist when I was at school was inside the Newland oh, okay. grid, Johnny. Right. Uh, I had to have some teeth extracted, for which I got to put under gas. It was gas those days. Right. Uh, they used to knock you out. Fantastic dreams, lucid dreams. Uh, my question to you, Johnny Lee Hall, is <laughs> made up on the spot. <laughs> How many teeth did I have? extracted oh, at that dentist dear. is it one is it <laughs> two teeth extracted three teeth extracted or five teeth extracted look at my mouth look at the state of it <laughs> i'll tell you everything you need to know uh, 10 seconds here we go okay well i don't know so i'd imagine it's usually even numbers because if you have one out one side you maybe have one out the other as well mm, i don't know yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play safe i'm gonna go for two you're incorrect I'm incorrect. Okay. Three. It was three. Well, I had no chance on that, really, did I? I what? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we need to have a, a good sit down and talk about the point of this. Uh, because there isn't one. No, no. <laughs> Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Now, earlier in the programme, you'll have heard uh, Johnny and I talking about the Olympic flame being paraded through Lincoln in 2012. And uh, following that, we thought it'd be nice to speak to a torchbearer. Now, I found uh, Your Lincoln, local government magazine, well propaganda magazine let's face it but local government magazine kicking around here at the university and inside is the most wonderful picture of a man holding that olympic torch uh, being greeted emotionally by his children this is nick hope an inspirational volunteer that spends his time giving local kids a purpose i was on the dole for a long time you know couldn't find work and anything when I got into my volunteering, it helped me. It gave me confidence. It gave me ambitions. I want to do things. And working with Development Plus, which is who I volunteer for, then it, they've given me the opportunity to go out and do these things. I mean, now I run my own football things. I work at Lincoln City Football Club. Doing volunteering has given me that thing to go out and want to do something, not just sit at home on the computer all day. Yeah. You know, and that's what I that's what I try and bring into the kids, you know. There's more to life than sitting on a PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever you've got. Get them so they're not on the streets, getting in trouble, you know, I mean no one likes to see kids getting in trouble. Get them into football, get them into hockey, get them get them into all sorts, anything we can get them get them into. And the kids seem to like it, you know, they come down every week. I mean, I help run a youth club, I help run holiday clubs in holidays for schools. Um it's based, you know, anything that we can get kids involved in is good. The, the, the grid we're talking about, AB3, that's where I saw the Olympic torch. Yeah. Um, and it was quite a night, really. It was, it was a spark. It was, it was something that said, we can do this, because yeah. there was a lot of doubt heading up towards the Olympics. You know, I don't know if you remember that, but there was. It, it, seems, un, it seems 
unusual now because of, because of the huge success it was. But there was a lot of doubt. Can we it, do this? It, it was a major success, really, for Lincoln. Um, I was lucky enough to, you know, carry the torch. Okay, um, and when you say lucky enough, how did how did that happen? How did you it, did you fill in a form? My, with all my volunteering, I do. They when they actually told me about it, they said, uh, "Oh, you know, we're going to get you in to do the torch on." Uh, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> Don't pull my leg, please. No, it, we're being serious. We're getting you to do the torch run. Still, like three days before the event, I'm like, "Yeah, you haven't even told me. You know, you're pulling my leg, aren't you?" <laughs> no. And then when my uniform arrived, when it finally got here, because it ended up in, uh, I think it was Lithuania. <laughs> really? <laughs> and so, um, I actually got my uniform the day before my event, and uh, did the event, and it was just the best time in my life apart from my kids being born that yeah. was the proudest day yeah. of my life yeah and, and it shows it shows the reason i got in contact with you i was i was, I was around the university and i'm going to show you this picture now i know you've seen this picture before but that that picture of me you, you're there and your you, two boys uh stood there you know obviously yeah. very very proud they've got a little sign that says yeah. how proud they are of you and the emotion on your face there is is worth a thousand words yeah uh, but anyway we're on the radio so if you could yeah. <laughs> so if, if you could just just i mean what does that mean to you there you know that there that was the uh more or less the best part of it i got my two boys where i'd finished on that day and to see that sign that was it i just creased up of course <laughs> you know? of course yeah yeah you know i've got people taking photos i've got people even after I'd done my event, I'm walking down the street and I've got people coming up, shaking my hand, giving me hugs and yeah. things like this. Because there was so much doubt beforehand, there was a spark and a trigger of emotion. Uh, and I, we all felt it, I think, you know, just yeah. you, you, cracky, you, how could you not? It was so wonderful. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, there must have been so many uh, peaks for you because, you, like you say, you get your uniform. Yeah. Uh, you got, when, when did you actually get given the torch? The torch wasn't until I actually stepped off the bus. Really? Yeah, and you know, I said, "All oh, right, this is your torch now." And I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "You get to keep this torch." Which oh. case, really? <laughs> okay, now, 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 the important question here, and you don't have to share this with me, but I'm very, very interested. Where is that torch at home? Because I'd probably have moved the TV out of the way now, and it would be sat where the TV was, and that I'd be looking at it. In a very safe place. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And, and no, no more, no more. I mean, I would, I would, I don't know. I, I would have it definitely on show. Mm. Um, there would, you know. I, I, oh, by the way, have you seen the torch? Yeah. <laughs> when people come round, when um, people come round, case of, oh, you did the torch on it, yeah. Yes. You know what they're after. You know what they're after, and you I know, know what you want to do. Exactly. That's the only thing you're going to do, isn't it? You're yeah. going to have it high in your hand, and you're going to lift it along and yeah. say, "Hey, look at me." Yeah. Wow. Well, good stuff. Congratulations. Well done. A huge thanks to to, to Nick Hope. Uh, I mean, really, what what a guy. Uh, he volunteers, not like us, Johnny, that come down to a radio station like this and say we volunteer. Um, we volunteer, but it's all about ego. That, that's nothing. That's, Nick is such a sincere guy. It was brilliant to meet him. Um, I mean, between fifty p and a pound, you can go along to one of his clubs, which is you know, which is nothing, is it? Um, and he'll take the time and spend the time with you. You know, it's usually, usually around sports and activities, that kind of thing. But he's doing something absolutely positive. And earlier on in the program, when we were talking about. Uh, as the legacy lived on, well, you know, there's someone that these kids can really look up to uh, and really take a shine to. And uh, as, as I did, what a fantastic guy. Thanks again for your time there. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. You're listening to Lincoln A to Z here on Siren 107.3 FM and sirenonline.co.uk. Now time to hear from local poet Trevor Davis and his view on our AB3 grid square.
Nestling on the north bank of the historic Brayford Pool, AB3 is home to the powerhouse that is Lincolnshire County Council, as well as a number of modern hotels, restaurants and other buildings that have replaced part of the industrial heritage of Old Lincoln. Outside the safety of the walled city, the area became known in medieval times as Newland and was originally overspilled for the densely packed interior. Its inhabitants were the poor and the recent arrivals to the area for whom there was no room in the regulated and constrained society within. They did not belong. With its new hotels, the area is still frequented by the itinerant, the traveller looking to visit the old city for a short stay. As of old, these travellers are not of the city, but still a part of it, albeit fleetingly, and for a consideration. The bars and restaurants, now extant, are a great improvement on the dereliction that plagued the site in recent years, and the choice of sustenance now presented to the visitor would have been unimaginable at the time when the new lands outside the city became new land. AB3, ignoring the council offices because, whilst relevant, they are of far less interest than the waterside establishments, is now a funky place to visit. In the summer, the people spill out onto pavements, tables and chairs and watch the entertainment on the water in front of them. Boats mingle with swans to create a timeless tableau. Entertainment, constant over the centuries, appreciated now for the first time. AB3, Newland and Brayford Wharf North. Oh, thanks to Treff. And if you'd like to read more of Treff's work, then I'd urge you to take some time to look at his philosopheronTap.com website. Lincoln A to Z. So that's the end. The end of this series and the last programme for Johnny and I this year. We're just under halfway uh, through our dissection of Lincoln as we plod on through our randomly selected grids on our Lincoln A to Z map. Uh, so take a look at the website, lincolnatorz.co.uk. If we've missed something in the grid, let us know. If there's something in a future grid that we should know about, then please get in touch. Because very early next year, Johnny and I are going to be roaming the streets, preparing to bring you uh, Series 4, which is January uh, 27th. That all kicks off. And thanks to all our contributors throughout the series, including Treff and Joe, but especially for this episode and Nick Hope. 